Good afternoon, this is Nathan Kreider here, doing my first episode on random studies in the book of John. As I've studied through the book of John, I've noticed many, many deep theological topics, and so many, it's like literally impossible to grasp like half of them, because there's so much in the book of John, it would take you three lifetimes to become able to try to grasp what goes on in the book. Um, but what I want to focus on today is John the Baptist. In John chapter 1, verse 27, we read, The one who comes after me, of who I am not worthy that I may untie the thong of his sandal. And we're, I'm just going to focus on that phrase. <clears throat> now, reading and trudging through John chapter 1, it's very understandable how one could just fly and breeze over this verse because it's just there's so much packed into John chapter 1 that you're like drowning by the time you get to John 127. But this is probably one of the most significant verses that I think a Christian could apply to their own lives. And I'm going to explain why right now. So... The act of untying and carrying shoes was the lowest duty of the servant. And so the lowest servant of a master would do the act of untying and carrying their shoes and washing their feet as well. And this is probably why Peter was so prone to rebuke his master at the foot washing of John chapter 13, where Peter just pretty much outright rebukes Jesus and says, no, you will not wash my feet. Because he is, Peter is so blind in his arrogance um, that he will not allow Jesus to do this because it was such a low thing for somebody to do. Um, I'm sure he meant well, but he, yeah, let his ego get in the way. Um, and this ultimately shows the servanthood of Christ in which is in verses 13 and 14 of John 13, the foot washing. Um, <clears throat> for he came not to be served, but to serve, which Matthew 20, 28 and Mark 10, 45 talk about. Jesus came to be the lowest servant of them all. He humbled himself to the form of man, as Philippians 2 talks about, and died the horrible death that he died on the cross and did all of this to show his servanthood. Um, and I, I don't know, I just thought that connected well. But back to the topic of John the Baptist. So not only does this uh, give us a picture of the servanthood of our Savior, but uh, John one twenty seven shows us the amazing reverence that John the Baptist has for the Lord Jesus. Um, he was not even worthy to untie the Lord's sandals, loving him, lowering himself to an even lower status than that of the most vile and lowly servant in the Greco-Roman society. Um, and this just shows the, shows the reverence that John the Baptist truly had for Jesus Christ and his ministry. Um, and why I say this is because, I mean, he... I've said it multiple, multiple times at this point already, but he, I mean, he literally lowered himself and threw his own name in the dirt and 
all that just for the sake of Christ. And, I mean, that's very significant because Jesus says in Matthew twenty three twelve that whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And I think this is displayed beautifully in the life of John the Baptist because you see John the Baptist humble himself right here in John one twenty seven, And you see earlier on in the book of Matthew, in Matthew 11, 11, Jesus says that nobody born of a woman has ever been as great as John the Baptist. And he, I'm sure in thinking that, he thinks, no, not Adam, no, not Noah, not Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David. Not one man has ever been as great as John the Baptist. Because John had a specific ministry that he was ordained to um, directly from the Lord, as you see in John one thirty three, You see the Pharisees interrogating him, asking him if he's the prophet, asking him if he's Elijah, asking him if he's the one whom the prophets talk about. And, I mean, John the Baptist could easily say, yeah, yeah, that's me, yeah, and, like, gain all of this glory for himself and sit on the throne above the Pharisees in the temple and just be seen by millions of people as his great prophet. But instead, he utters the words, he must become greater and I must become less. And, I mean, those are some of the most powerful words in Scripture, and I know many people love those words and love to apply them to their own lives and magnifying Christ over themselves. And, I mean, when you take all these things into context, I mean, it makes these words even more powerful because John had the door open for a a pedestal for himself, but instead he uttered those words which humbled himself even more. Um, so, I mean, this is very significant. And as you know, John never, he always humbled himself to the will of God, even in that point that I just, that I just mentioned. And also in his ministry, he never shied away from preaching repentance and making straight the way of the Lord. And he never shied away from uh, uncovering sin, even in the life of Herod, um, who easily could have killed him and did eventually kill him in I mean, he preached against him in Mark six eighteen through 19. And he was a faithful man to his ministry and God's calling. Now, how does this apply to us? When we look at John the Baptist, I mean, this amount of humility seems almost like you want to pretend like you can have that much humility, but that seems, it seems unattainable. And, I mean, we should look at the life of John the Baptist, which, who is an, who's often a biblical character who is breezed over in every passage. And we should look at his life as a monument for what biblical humility looks like, humbling himself to God and his will and to Christ, and throwing his own name in the dirt, saying, I am not worthy to untie his sandals for the sake of exalting Christ in his ministry. And that should be our goal. That should be our goal to throw our own names in the dirt 
and to say, who am I? Like, I am just a man. I am just, I am just dust tossed to and throw, to and fro in the wind. And who am I? Who am I without Christ? Who am I without what God has given me? And it's nothing. We take advantage of God and we take Him for granted. And every breath we breathe, and every step we take, and every bite of food we eat is a gift from God, and we take that for granted day in and day out. Um, so we should really study John the Baptist's life because it is a spitting image of what biblical humility looks like. And, I mean, his life should inspire us to lay down our own lives for, for Jesus Christ and his purpose for making disciples of all nations. And... It should inspire us to not make a name for ourselves, but to make Christ's name known in all the earth. And even if there is an opportunity for us to make a name for ourselves, we should forsake that opportunity for the sake of making Christ's name known in all the earth and exalting him. So I hope you really reflect on this passage and on this little study that I put together and I hope that this really convicts you and it humbles you to live a life that exalts Christ alone and not yourself because that is what ultimately matters the most.